So we are going to do our favourite things. Uh, we did this did this last year as well, I think. Um, it's probably a pretty good way to round off the year because we're not going to do another episode on Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, we're going to be taking a little break and just enjoying relaxing for a while. Uh, I think we'll be back. When are we going to be back, Rob? Uh, somewhere. Let me look at the calendar as I'm speaking. Oh, and now it wants an update, so that's not useful. Uh, we will be back on the uh, 9th of January. Yeah, okay. That's right. I see it now. All right. Which uh, which happens to be my birthday. So, oh, uh, nice. So, But it's fine because we record the day before, so it's uh, <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. You're gonna, hopefully you'll go to Nando's again this year. I think you went last year, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I think I did. Um, yeah. And yes, I will probably do that again. Yes, because speaking of favorite things, Nando's is right up there for both of us. Uh, yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't think that warrants any discussion <laughs> beyond yeah, going to Nando's if you've got an option. Right. I'll miss my favorite television program, science fiction theater. So um. Probably start just with movies and TV shows. We've we have mentioned and talked about these in in previous episodes, so we don't want to go too far into those. Um, do you want to start with yours, John? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll just kind of combine both of them. I think. Um, I think one of my favorite movies this year was was Deadpool, and we did do a show and talked about it in a little more depth. But I, I enjoyed it a lot just because it was so self-referential and tongue-in-cheek uh, and had great action and interesting movie um it it sticks out in my mind as one of the better ones that i've seen this year i can't say that i've seen a ton of movies this year uh, but deadpool was definitely one of my favorites uh and then for television I, I i was a huge fan and still am of stranger things that was a great series and it's on netflix uh you know it's still available so that's one worth watching it's got a really cool 80s retro f- vibe to it um you know it's kind of a supernatural mon- monster sort of thing uh people probably already know about it but if you haven't watched it you should and then the third one uh that i've been enjoying recently and i actually haven't finished even though i think the season now is is complete is uh is westworld i've been a little busy so i haven't finished it yet and i've been trying to avoid spoilers so no spoilers from you rob if you've been watching it but uh i don't think you have but it's worth it's definitely watching I was about to say the same thing to you. No spoilers, because I haven't started it yet. Uh, I was, I, I didn't realize it was going to be a shorter series uh, uh-huh. season, um, but I, I was kind of waiting until there was a significant amount of episodes to start watching. But given that it's now finished, um, I'll probably be watching it in the next week or two. So, so yeah, no spoilers for that. Um, I, I think for our lists in general, like we we both kind of have liked the same thing. Like Deadpool is up there for me as well. Um, I didn't put it on my list because you had um, another movie we spoke about as Popstar, the Lonely Island movie, um, which was another one that we did kind of a little segment on. Um, one that I was kind of surprised that I enjoyed as much as I did was the new Ghostbusters. Um, it has got its problems. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's kind of weird to watch sometimes, but in general, it's kind of just fun. Like it's not mm-hmm. a great movie, but I kind of enjoyed it. I think I've watched it two or three times um, oh, okay. since it came out. Um, 
it's yeah, and it's you know it's been controversial and for various different reasons. But to be honest, it's just kind of fun. And I, I you know, if you haven't watched it and you know you just want something that's easy to watch, this is a, probably a good a choice as any. Yeah, that's one that I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that or your TV pick. So I've got to get on that and check it out. Yeah, so my TV pick is uh, Luke Cage, which is um, another one of the Netflix original series as part of the Marvel Cinematic TV Universe. Mm -hmm. Um, I I can't quite work out where it sits in the timeline. I can't work out if it's during Jessica Jones, before or after. It's it's, it's kind of weird. Um, But yeah, this is uh, just a really fun show to watch again. because it's Netflix, it's only like 10 episodes or something like that. Um, but yeah, like the the writing for a lot of these Marvel shows, Daredevil and, and Jessica Jones, is really solid, and, and Luke Cage is as good as either of those. Mm-hmm. Now that's cool. I have to watch that, because I enjoyed, I enjoyed Jessica Jones and Daredevil, and I just haven't gotten around to checking out Luke Cage. But he, you know, he made some... He was in part of the... He was in the Jessica Jones um, series, so and I thought it was an interesting character there, so... Uh, definitely worth watching that show i think yeah definitely um and i'm imagining in a week or so i'm gonna have another favorite show of the year because uh season two of man in the high castle comes out i uh, believe next week that's on amazon right uh yeah it's on amazon prime um yeah. I, and i think last year i had already watched it before we did this show like mm-hmm. this this particular favorites episode and that was on my list um you know, I'm, I'm hoping the second season will be just as good. Uh, but yeah, I think that comes out maybe on the 16th. Yeah, that, I didn't know that was coming out yet. Uh, that was a great series. I enjoyed that a lot. I mean, it's set in it's set in an alternate alternative future after uh, I guess the Germans win World War II. Is that how? Is that the premise? I forget. Uh, yeah, that that's generally the premise. You know, World War II and. Uh, basically, the the two powers are now Japan and Germany, right? Um, and they kind of have basically just taken half of America each for the most right. part. And then there's kind of this no man's land in the middle. Yep. Yeah. No, that was a great a great series. I, maybe I should uh, spend a little time later this weekend, later today, and watch some of the the first season just to kind of get caught up on the story. Yeah, that's definitely what we're, we're planning on watching season one again. Uh, probably this week, you know, as you say, maybe this afternoon or something. Um, just because I, I feel like, unlike other TV shows where they're week to week and you get to the end and then it's only a few months until the new series, like this was mm-hmm. a year ago we watched it, so it's kind of hard sometimes to remember what's happened. Um, but like in general, I'm kind of enjoying more the the shorter uh, seasons of these shows, like Netflix and Amazon Prime and. It's kind of interesting that Westworld is a shorter series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a lot of shows, it kind of it stops them from dragging it out over the twenty-two or twenty-four episodes that a season normally is, um, right. and it, it's kind of nice. You're not you don't kind of feel exhausted or drained from watching too much of it. Right, there's less filler involved, and without the commercials and that sort of thing, I think it. Um it just makes the storytelling better. But you're right. The, the one thing that I find a little hard sometimes is, as you said, where you've got, you watch it all at once or over a short period of time, and then nothing comes out again for another nine, ten months. Yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, Netflix are um, experimenting with this a bit to do kind of two seasons a year for shows. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, an Ashton Kutcher 
kind of sitcom that's on Netflix. I think it's called The Ranch. Yeah. Um, and they released the first eight episodes, kind of beginning of the year, like January, February time. And then another eight episodes came out maybe three or four weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, so you kind of get a little bit more throughout the year and you're not waiting quite as long. Um, so, you know, that's another interesting way Netflix can can go to kind of, um, you know, give people a bit more content throughout the year. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I like I don't like waiting for nine, ten months for things if I enjoy them. So even if it's going to be fewer episodes in a couple of chunks, uh, I think I would like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think Stranger Things was a really good example of something that worked really well over a short amount of episodes. I think it had, what, eight episodes for that? Think, right. Um, and, you know, you, there, there was no, as you say, no filler. It was kind of just the story just continued as it as you would want it to. Uh, right. There wasn't anything kind of weird going on. Um, but, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what, you know, what shows like Netflix and Amazon Prime come up with and, you know, I know other other networks are doing kind of their own shows that that are slightly shorter like Westworld and things like that so mm-hmm. well what should we move on to Rob what what category do you want to do we're going to do I guess we're going to do games and we're also going to do some I guess I guess you'd call them hardware pur- purchases more than anything else yeah let's let's, let's go for games all right um we, you know we've done movies tv shows let's let's do some games um I'll start with one of mine because I've got a few more on here um than you have uh rocket league for me was i mean this didn't come out this year um i think it's probably been out about a year and a half maybe Mm -hmm. um but i I didn't buy it until i got a ps4 because um a lot of the people that i know were playing it on ps4 so i didn't really want to buy it on xbox um but i got this and you know I, i must have put in like hundreds of hours in in kind of the first month or two of getting it because it's just so addictive um you know, it, it, it seems like a terrible premise. Oh, it's it's football, but you're in a car. Um, but somehow it just works really well. Yeah, it does. I we have it too, and I've played it. I haven't played it in a while, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, you and you know, as you progress along, you can kind of soup up your car and decorate your car with various things, uh, and you can play. Um, I they have you can practice it's all online right is is there's no like single player mode is there i don't think so maybe just the practice the practice part the, right yeah it's got the training stuff and i i don't to be honest i've always played online but that there, there is um i think you can do like a oh, like an a tournament style kind of thing mm-hmm. um and of course it has a batmobile that you can drive and right. um, that's dlc i think you know, it's like a a couple of dollars or something um and there's a DeLorean, which obviously I bought immediately as soon as I got the game. <laughs> um, it's actually not the best. It's not my favorite car in the game, but it's kind of fun to just play as a DeLorean. And when you do the boost, you get the uh, uh, the noise of like the, the time circuits that you get in the movie. Oh, cool. Um, so you kind of get to listen to that when you're driving it, which is quite nice. Um, did, what did you think of the controls? Because I, when I first played it, I thought the controls were odd compared to most driving games. Um, I, I got used to it, but I, I had a hard time getting used to it, at least initially. Yeah, I, I don't play a lot of driving games, so I wasn't um, kind of really... Ex- I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that I think that is one of the problems with the game, is that I think to really enjoy it, because if you're really terrible at it, you're not going to want to play it for too long um right. so you, you definitely need to invest a few hours in it kind of just to get the hang of everything 
Um, you know, and even with the amount of hours I've put in, I'm still terrible compared to a lot of people. Right. Um, but the matchmaking online is pretty good because um, I think they reset that every year. Oh, okay. Um, so they reset like ranks and stuff so they can, you know, match people up again and, and stuff like that. So I haven't really had too many problems where I'm playing online and I'm, you know, I'm matched up against like people who are like the world champions or anything like that. It, it's generally pretty good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, so what have you got on your list, uh, Chop? Well, I will actually give you two, um, but I'll start with with Mini Metro, which is, you know, I've spent a lot of time this year playing iOS games for the Mac Stories column I do on Saturdays that features a an iOS game. And Mini Metro is one of my absolute favorites. Um, it what you do it's a simulator game and you have to build a transportation system for various countries i mean they and they have you know famous famous systems there's london and tokyo and new york and all sorts of places uh, and the whole point of it is you have limited resources you have to build out your tracks and stations and switches and trains and and deploy them to keep all the people happy and make sure that no station gets too congested uh, and a couple of things about it that I really like. One is it's just kind of a mellow, laid-back, easy game. It's not like a stressful game or anything. Uh, and it looks beautiful. It's really well done. The, the design is fantastic, very colorful. When you're done building your transportation system, it really looks almost like a work of art more than anything else. Uh, and it it's very addictive. It's one of those games you you sit down and play, and eventually you lose when you're not getting people out of the stations quick enough. Uh, and then, uh, and then you can start over. But it it that it you I always felt that I needed to start up another another uh, system to see if I get just a little further and do a little better at getting the people to their destinations on time. So uh, it was a great game, and it's done really well on iOS. It was one of the picks for the top ten games of the year by iTunes this past week, uh, and I I definitely recommend it to everybody. Yeah, it was it was also featured on the the Play Store um a couple of different times. Um first I think was the the week where you wrote your column about it. Um mm-hmm. I think it was featured then. And then I think it was maybe last week or the week before I went on and I th- I think it had maybe won some kind of award or, you know, editor's choice or something like that that you know, the kind of editorial stuff that, you know, the Play Store has just like iTunes. Um, right. But yeah, cuz I I downloaded it when you said to me about it because um, I, I didn't download it initially uh, when you wrote about it, but you said, oh, you know, try this out and we'll talk about it. And um, I downloaded it. I think I lost about two hours just kind of sat there playing it. Um, you know, the same reason as you, I'd kind of finish one and i go, I bet I can do a little bit better this time. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's a fun game. What else uh, do you have for us, Rob? Yeah, so um, Uncharted 4, uh, which was the, the reason I bought a PS4, um i you know i was kind of planning on getting one um probably not as early as i did uh and then uncharted 4 came out and i I was and they had this like nice uncharted 4 decorated console and i was like yeah i really want that Mm -hmm. um so yeah i ordered it and and i started praying pretty much immediately and i was just kind of playing every night until i'd finished this game um and it's it's just such a beautiful game yeah, it's it's really amazing. It's um, 
yeah, I suppose you could say it's it's similar to a Tomb Raider style game because you're going on adventures and and um, and working your way through various levels. I have not played it a lot, but um, it's it is probably one of the best looking PS4 games I've seen. And I know that they just recently announced uh, a, a whole new, really almost a whole new game within the game, which is going to be available as as DLC, right? Uh, yeah, this it's, it's kind of weird. It's um... It, it is DLC in that it's, you know, it's uncharted and it's, um, you know, it's part of the universe, but it's, it is a completely standalone game. Uh, so you don't have to own Uncharted 4 to play it. Um, they're releasing it as a digital download, which you get if you've got the season pass for Uncharted 4, but they're mm-hmm. also releasing a physical copy of it, which is kind of nice. Oh, that is nice. I didn't realize that it, that you could actually buy it separately. I thought you had to have the main game for it to work. No, it was kind of confusing in their announcement uh, trailer and stuff. But yeah, it is going to be available um, as a completely separate game. Um, and, and physical copy is nice because I tend to prefer buying physical physical games. Mm-hmm. No, I, I understand that. It's they're in some respects they're more convenient. They're both more convenient and less convenient because they're less convenient because you got to deal with putting the games in and out of the system. But uh, you'd also don't have to worry about I don't know pain pain to keep your content available on, on some sort of store and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and to, to be honest, it's a lot of it is the price as well. Um, it's not too bad if you're buying a game as soon as it comes out, but within kind of two or three weeks of a game coming out, it will have been reduced on, you know, Amazon and other game stores like GameStop and places like that. Um, but on the digital version, it just stays that price forever. Um, yeah. you know, Uncharted 4 is still, 45 pound or something to download on the the playstation store but i can pick up a copy on amazon for 30 pound yeah I, that, none of that makes sense to me i mean i get that it's being sold by somebody else who's discounting it but the fact you're right the fact that the digital copy stays 50 60 dollars us uh, is ridiculous to me i mean sometimes as long as a year afterwards when you can find it on amazon for 30 or 40 dollars yeah it's kind of strange um and and talking of uh, kind of separate DLC games. Um, I, I just started playing Far Cry Blood Dragon, uh-huh. um, which is a which was a DLC. It was still a standalone game, but it was it was actually called Far Cry Three, Blood Dragon. Um, nothing to do with the Far Cry series or universe. Um, it's obviously just using kind of the mechanics from the game. But this is like a an eighties parody kind of. Um, you know, just a short kind of game. I think it's like four, six hours or something. Um, and it, you play like a, a cyborg cop kind of guy. And it's got kind of feels a lot like Kung Fury. Um, you know, the way they were kind of parodying all these different like 80s genres and stuff. Um, right. And it's it's got dragons and all the people you fight are cyborgs and you take out their cyber hearts to throw at the dragons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of... And all the cutscenes are like the uh, kind of like the the Sega Genesis like sixteen bit style um, kind of animations, um, and yeah, it's just like a ridiculously stupid fun game. Um, I only started playing it yesterday. I've probably played three or four hours of it, um, but it, yeah, it's made my list for uh, favorite games of the year. Yeah, that's interesting. I had not heard of that one, so I'll have to check it out. It looks like it might be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's available on PS4 because I know it was oh. it, it was originally a 360 and PS3 download, okay. um, but it's on backwards compatibility uh, on the Xbox One. Um, but uh-huh. you know, it might be worth having a look. They they may have it on there. Yeah, we still have a 360 too, so I could I could download it for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like I say, it, it kind of feels very much like Kung Fury. Um, you know, it really kind of just nails the the soundtrack and the, the things that it's you know parodying are, are kind of really good. Um, mm-hmm. And and who doesn't want to fight dragons? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially if it's eighties dragons. Eighties dragons are the best. It, yeah, they light up as well. Um, they have oh. have neon lights <laughs> inside the dragons. Well, you sold me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go check it out this afternoon. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna add one to our list, which I don't I didn't put in here. So this is a this is a, a surprise pick because this is a game that I just reviewed yesterday called Le Parker Sous Chef Extraordinaire, and this is a retro platformer game. And I think people are kind of tired of these in a lot of respects uh, because there's so many games that imitate you know Super Mario Brothers on the iOS store that it's really hard to find a good one. Sometimes they're just really shallow games without much personality or or depth to them but this is an extraordinary as it says in the name an extraordinarily good game Uh, you are a chef who has a magical meringue that floats on air and you've given your recipe to the princess who gets captured by the king and his men and you have to go rescue the princess which is very much a super mario you know classic sort of storyline for this kind of game um, but the, it's just very well done. There's like 20 songs in the, in the soundtrack. Um, the, the artwork is really well done and, uh, it's incredibly hard. You have to, instead of collecting coins, you, you collect macaroons. Um, and I had a lot do. of fun. Yeah, right. I had a lot of fun playing it. It's one of my favorite iOS games of the year. Unfortunately for you, Rob, this one is not on Android, at least not at this point. Oh, uh, Oh, forget it then. <laughs> <laughs> but if you see it, you should pick it up because it's very good. I I, I have found myself becoming uh, one of those people where I see something that's not on Android. I'm like, why is it only out on the iPhone? And 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 then I kind of have to, you know, stop and get, don't be that person. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting with games. It's it's more often than not they are on both platforms because it's one of those things where it's you don't need you know games don't have they're not using the standard UI for Android or iOS for that matter, right? Uh, no, definitely not. Yeah, I, I, I certainly see. You know, I always have a look at, at your kind of game day uh, column, and you know, more often than not, those games are available on Android. Right, because if they've gotten to that level pop- of popularity where people are writing about them, usually they've they've taken the time to port it over to both both platforms. Actually, talking of iOS games or popular games, uh, I went bowling with work on on Friday uh, for mm-hmm. our our Christmas party uh, before we went for some food, and in the bowling alley they had two arcade machines that I found very interesting. One was Flappy Bird. Um, although it wasn't called Flappy Bird, it was called something else. Huh. Um, and right next to that was a Crossy Road arcade machine. Interesting. Um, I, I didn't expect to see those in an arcade. No, I actually saw. I went to an arcade place. Oh god, it's probably last winter now. And they had a uh, they had a Fruit Ninja machine where it was a giant giant television screen, and you had to swipe with your hands, both hands at the same time. 
and it was kind of fun. It was definitely a, a cool, a cool game. It, you got, you know, you worked up a sweat doing it though, because you're standing there in front of like a 40 inch television, swiping back and forth, and you know where everyone's dirty hands have been. <laughs> but it was, yeah, fun. definitely. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting that uh, the, these games have kind of become arcade machines now, which is very strange. Yeah, it is weird to think because they start on your phone and now you can go, you can play them at a bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, very. Well. I, I did not play them though. Uh, oh, okay, you have sorry. to go again and report back at some point. Oh, don't make me go there again. <laughs> all right, <laughs> sounds, I don't want to like go all great, the way down there. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great party. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the party was good. I just I don't want to go to the bowling alley again just to try Flappy Bird. All right. Uh, <laughs> so um, on to our. I guess are just kind of random whatever other things we've bought. Um, I mean, the first one we kind of we can both agree on. I've bought an Echo, and you've bought a Dot. Um, I've spoken about the Echo before. I haven't really added any smart home stuff to it, so I'm still pretty much using it for Spotify and a Bluetooth speaker and timers when I'm cooking. Um, mm-hmm. Not really doing a lot else. Um, but you've got something here—a a Koo Geek plug. Is this <laughs> yeah. power set? Yeah, that, I think that's how you say it. It's a, it's just a Wi-Fi enabled um, plug for your wall. And I looked. I don't think that they're available anywhere but in the U.S. Unfortunately, but because uh, they don't they don't have you know like the U.K. plug or any other country's electrical outlet things. Uh, but you plug you just all, it's very simple. You you it's like most HomeKit stuff. You pair it with HomeKit with a, a little code that's printed on the back of the the plug. And then plug it in and plug a lamp into it or anything else that, you know, basically anything that can be on but not on because you, you've you turned the power off to it uh, works with this. So I plugged in a lamp and I just like to, you know, so far mostly what I've done is torment my family by uh, being downtown Chicago or <laughs> walking home from work and turning, flicking the lights on and off as a signal that I'm on my way home. Um, mostly they don't notice, but... Uh, it's kind of fun. I got to find a better use for it, but it's part of an experiment I've been uh, running, which is trying to find useful ways to do a little bit more of, with home automation. That's why I got the dot too. Although the dot I had planned to use at my office downtown, but I learned after buying it, fortunately it was only uh, $40, but it doesn't work with, um, I think it's the WPA2 Wi-Fi security that's enterprise grade, uh, unless ah. you have unless you have access to the router and can you know put MAC address in and 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 kind of whitelist it, uh, which no one's going to do for me at work, so I can't use it there, and I have to use it at home, and I'm not home enough for it to really be super useful. Although I have used it to add items to Todoist, you know, you it it ties in Todoist will tie in with the built-in Amazon shopping list or list that the to-do list that is built into the software for the echo and the dot. Um, and it's, it's very fast. It works well. I use it, you know, get weather reports and do some of the same stuff you do like timers, um, and playing music, but that's been about it. Yeah. Uh, I noticed you've also got, uh, an echo B smart thermostat on this list. Is this something else you've bought? Uh, or, or is this kind of a separate device that you're not using with the, with the echo? Uh, it or does the, the dot. Yeah, I, I do use that um it i'm trying to think of it yeah it works with the echo and i can say for instance you know set the temperature at at 65 and it'll it'll do it automatically uh because there's a skill in it for echo b i bought that 
I, I, over the summer, I think, is when maybe in June or July I got the Echo B. And I, we have two different uh, two different heating cooling units in our house, one for upstairs and one for downstairs. So I have two of these. Uh, and, it, and then they have remote sensors that you can place around the house. Uh, and what it does then with these remote sensors, they, they, they both sense motion and temperature. So they can tell if somebody's in that part of the house. And then it, what it does is it kind of averages out the temperature between the rooms and tries to, you know, set the heating or the cooling to a temperature that'll be, that will be comfortable for everyone who's in a room and using the room. Huh, I know it sounds, sounds like uh, I live in a sounds like I live in a mansion or something. I don't have a very big house, but it's helpful to have those like in bedrooms, for instance, because you know someone might not be in their bedroom for hours, and it doesn't need to be sure. hot or cool. So, so you've got sensors in all your thousands of rooms across your house. I do. I had I had it comes with two, and I had one. So the the, uh, the thermostats themselves are sensors. So and then it comes with two remote ones. And originally, I had. There's a thermostat in one bedroom and this remote one in another bedroom. And then that th- the third bedroom would be was very uncomfortable, so I had to get another sensor. Sure. Uh, but so that's work but it's worked out really well. And I can because it's Wi Fi enabled, I can, you know, if we're on a vacation or something, I can turn the the heat down or, or the cooling down and, and then, you know, half an hour before I get home just set it to something more reasonable and it's ready when I get home. Huh, that sounds kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I might have to have a look into those. They are good. Last I heard, they are not available in the UK. Just so you know. Oh, because <laughs> I we go. Never I mind. This, I'm sorry. This is, I had the same reaction from Mike Hurley. He goes, oh, I should get, the, get these for my new house. And then, uh, no, they're, I, I think they're in Canada and the US right now. But um, the, the Nest is available in the UK, right? Maybe. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of expensive. I mean, I don't. I I'm not sure. I'm definitely going to do something like this yet. Um, yeah. Well, the good the, for, for the same not... reasons. For for the same reasons that I'm not getting smart light bulbs, um, I just probably wouldn't use it that much because our, our thermostat right now, you know, our our old style manual one that you have to use with your hands. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's right by the living room door anyway. Um, so I probably wouldn't use it all that much. I have found that that's kind of the right approach to a lot of the smart home stuff is it's kind of cool, but do you really need it? You know? Yeah. Um, I felt the same way with the light bulbs too. I think it'd be fun to have some hue lights, but they're really expensive and I'm not really sure that they would be much of a, much more convenient than just flicking a switch on the wall. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, so the, the, the last thing I bought, or well, not the last, I've bought a lot of things, but <laughs> the last thing All that's on things. my list, at least, uh, is the, the Jaybird X2 uh, Bluetooth headphones, which was something that you'd, you'd said to me, because you've probably been telling me about Bluetooth headphones for like the last year or something. Um, right. and, and I finally got some because when I switched to the, the OnePlus 3, um, I completely right. forgot that the inline remotes in headphones, like you know proper headphones with the, the jack and everything, those are only standard to iOS. Um, right. They don't always work on Android. Um, and I, I was kind of looking around for, you know, one with play, pause, and volume. Um, and it just looks like, to be honest, that volume is just not very well supported on Android for wired headphones. Hmm. Um, but Bluetooth is, Bluetooth is different because Bluetooth has its own independent volume. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I bought these and... To be honest, they're fantastic. Like I charge them once a week, if that, 
um you know they they always work properly i can you know control playback and volume and stuff like that um yeah they're really great oh that's good i had the previous generation of those headphones which were pretty good too um but i've heard a lot of good things about the x2s which are i think came out sometime early this year or maybe it was the end of last year uh, great headphones. I'm, I'm of course sitting around waiting for the AirPods to show up, uh, and not sure that I'm. I feel like a little <laughs> bit of a sucker at this point. Yeah, and, and uh, what happened to the the Beats X? Are they just holding those back until the AirPods are out, or the AirPods? Well, maybe it's the same problem. I mean, at least the rumors are that they're having a hard time making these things at scale, which I can see perhaps because mm. they're so you know all the miniaturized parts, and that would make sense if if that's the case. That would make sense why the you know, the similar Beats smaller headphones weren't around yet either. Um, the only ones you can get now are the Solo 3s that have the W1 chip in them. And for everyone I've talked to who has the Solo 3s really likes them. And I was very tempted to get some. But I really don't want to spend $300 on a big set of headphones. I've already got good, you know, big headphones that I use at home. And I, I really am at the point where I really do need a new set of uh, Bluetooth headphones because the ones I have are just starting... They're just wearing out. I've had them for a long time. The battery doesn't last as long as it used to, uh, which is the downside of Bluetooth, I guess. Um, but I'm going to hold out, I think, and try to get the AirPods eventually. I'm sure they'll ship. You know, I, I'm not convinced they're going to ship this month now. Um, it's getting pretty close to Christmas, but you know, maybe we'll see something in January for those. Yeah, no, there's continual continual rumors that they're going to ship. Um, but I think at this point, you're right. I don't think they'll ship now until probably sometime in the new year, maybe in January. Yeah. So um, you've got one more thing on your list. I do, and it's my iPhone 7 Plus. Um, you know, maybe that's not a super inspired pick, but my phone's probably my most important gadget to me day to day. And I've just been really happy with the 7 Plus. I had a, I had a 6S Plus, and the 7, the battery is just unbelievable on this phone. It lasts forever. And I think part of it is this system they have now where you're when you're not using your phone it goes into kind of a low power mode you know uses a a slower chip um and it that the battery just seems to seems to last forever on it and i and i like portrait mode i think it's you know i know people like to complain about the fuzzy edges here and there but by and large it works well for me because there's uh, nobody the, nobody told you it's fake john you know the know. the blurriness is fake. <laughs> I know, I know. I should be I should be a DL, DSLR purist, but uh, you know it gets the job done because it's with me all the time, uh, and and I've enjoyed having it. And it, it's lightning fast. It's uh, it works well. It doesn't die on me. And um, I don't know. That's that's all I have to say about it. I guess I got the matte black nice. black one. By the way, sure. Yeah, I mean, as you say, like it's. It's the same phone you had last time with some improvements. You say the battery's better and you've got portrait mode, a nicer camera. Um, you know, it's com- and as you say, it's your primary device. It's completely understandable that this would, you know, be in your in your top te- you know, your top list of of stuff for this year. So yeah, it's got the wide color and all that jazz, which is which I like. Um, I, I, at this point, I'm so used to it that I I don't really notice it. But I think if I went back to another device, I might. But uh... Uh, the screen, the screen's fantastic, and you know, I've got—I think I've got f- roughly 400 apps on it at the moment. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> it is. It is what you do, and I probably do you have, have about 20 apps on my phone. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> 256 gigabytes. So there's plenty of room on there for doing all that, all fiddling around with stuff. So sure. Cool. Well, um, I think that probably just about wraps it up for this episode and for this year. Yeah, it's been a good year. We This is, I guess, our first solid full calendar year, which is a big moment, I suppose. Um, and we, we're going to see everybody shortly into the new year. Definitely. So hope everyone has nice the nice holiday period, um, you know, Christmas Day or you know whatever else it is you're doing. Um, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in the new year. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, Rob. See you later, John. Bye.